Hi, I'm Michael Stiddle. And I'm Nick Nanos. And welcome to Trendline. Uh, Nick, let's get right to it. Uh, let's get to the daily tracking numbers. And, and have, you, have we seen any uh, trends emerging this early in the election? Hey, can you hear this? It's a drum, drum roll. roll. A drum it's roll. A drum roll. Okay. Uh, latest CTV, Globe and Mail, Nanos tracking from last night. Mm. 35.9 for the Liberals are up a little bit. 32.7 for the Conservatives. 16.8 for the NDP. Down a bit. 4.8 for the Green, 5.6 for the Bloc, 3.7 still for the People's Party of Canada. But check out, hey, what is this podcast called? Trendline. Mm-hmm. Check out the Trendline. You know what's interesting? The great part about nightly tracking is we get to capture the trends first ahead of those, what I'll say, snapshot polls mm-hmm. that are not every night. And what's interesting is that there may be a new trend emerging. You can see. In the last couple of nights, the liberal numbers going up, the NDP numbers starting to trend down. They're mirror images of themselves, Michael, which is, it's, it's like retro hour, 2015, 2019. Oh, yeah. Where, uh, you know, liberal numbers went up, NDP numbers went down, and the conservative numbers went like this. Hmm. So the big question is, is this a one-off in terms of the last couple of nights? Or uh, is this potentially the emergence of a new trend between the liberals and the new Democrats? So, so if it is, uh, let's say, and, and, and in our Friday episode, we'll, we'll really get into it. Um, if you're NDP leader Jagmeet Singh, how do you stop bleeding support to the liberals whenever these conservative attacks begin? It's, a, it's tough. Let, let's face it. It's a, it's a difficult position for Jagmeet Singh and the, uh, and the New Democrats. The other thing that's coincidentally happened at this time is the liberals attacking through the famous or infamous Freeland ad, whether mm-hmm. depending on what you like, um, on healthcare, attacking Aaron O'Toole on healthcare and suggesting that he might be uh, open to some private role in uh, public healthcare in Canada. And the other thing that we know is that, uh, you know, maybe this is working. And for Jagmeet Singh, you know, the thing is, is that two of the parties with the greatest credibility on healthcare actually would be that the new Democrats we put at the top of the list and also the, the Liberals. So the challenge for Jagmeet Singh is if, if he attacks the conservatives, he might drive his own supporters to the liberals in this kind of weird and tormented world of strategic voting because mm. progressive voters will be worried about the conservatives uh, potentially winning the, uh, or being competitive in, in this election. So I think he has to, uh, you know, what he has to do perhaps is to advance his own vision for healthcare, distinct from the liberals, firmly planting, I'll call it the public healthcare universal access flag on the, uh, on the NDP political turf, and, and to have what I'll say the high ground on this policy issue. That's probably the, his best strategy on this, to outmaneuver the liberals by saying that, you know what, with the new Democrats and the, and, uh, the social, you know, this, you know, Tommy Douglas in the past who created uh, healthcare, public healthcare, and you can trust the NDP most on this issue. Hmm. Uh, Nick, Jagmeet Singh also, uh, according to preferred PM uh, numbers in the past, he, he's a really likable guy. Uh, the Canadian public view him as, you know, as, as, a, as a really great potential uh, uh, PM, let's say. Um, how is Aaron O'Toole doing though these days? Well, Aaron O'Toole is still doing well compared to the past for him, mm-hmm. but he is trailing 
Justin Trudeau on the preferred prime minister front, the last nightly tracking CTV Globe Nanos has uh, on who Canadians would prefer as prime minister, 34.5 Trudeau, 26.9 O'Toole, Singh 17.6, Bernier 3.7, Blanchette 3.0, and Enemy Paul at 1.8. So still a noticeable advantage uh, for Trudeau. Uh, O'Toole is doing better than he did, you know, 10 days ago. He's about, you know, nine points better than he was 10 days ago, but uh, still trailing on that front. Nick, getting back to the daily tracking numbers, Justin Trudeau uh, could have uh, triggered the election uh, whenever he wanted, and he chose August 15th for a September 20th uh, election day. Uh, The Liberals didn't have the strongest week uh, maybe many thought that they could since they had their hands on the reins of this. Uh, was it was it too early? Was it was, did they mistime it, especially considering that we're we're in the middle of a fourth wave here? The Delta variant is kicking in and we're seeing COVID-19 cases rise. Well, I think, Michael, in fairness, I can definitively answer the question on election night. We'll be doing our election night podcast like we always mm-hmm. do. Where we stay up until the wee hours of the morning. Mm-hmm. We'll be able to answer this again. Uh, but I think the uh, there are risks with a shorter uh, writ period, because like we said, if, if a trend emerges, it's, it's harder to turn around because there's not enough time. Uh, the big uncertainty will be if there's any kind of fourth wave. We also don't know, you know, there's going to be stuff like back to school, Michael, right? People, mm-hmm. people are going to go back to school. Uh, how will that work? Will that, will that be successful? Because it's been tough on a lot of families with uh, school-aged children in the last 18 months who have been basically, I'll call it like, like a yo-yo like online, in person, you know, what are the rules, all that kind of stuff. And uh, it could make for people being grumpy, especially uh, families with school-aged children being grumpy if, if there's a bit of a misfire or confusion on the back to school and if there happens to be any kind of flare-up on the, on the pandemic. So there are risks uh, there are always risks, but there are unusual risks in this particular election based on the timing. Hmm. Uh, Nick, any other uh, surprises or anything else you want to talk about with uh, today's numbers? Well, I think the the big takeaway is, is there a new trend emerging? And does this health attack uh, actually have, have legs? You know, the one thing that it has does, we talked about in the past that last week was about the liberals and their numbers suffered. It looks like the liberals are trying to, we, did we say they were going to throw the kitchen sink and the kitchen table, the chairs and all? Well, mm-hmm. they did. It looks like that's in the form of a healthcare attack on Aaron O'Toole. It'll be interesting to see whether his numbers suffer in the coming week or whether he's able to hold on to the gains that he's made in the last 10 days. Great. And, and uh, many of those answers may be revealed uh, in a couple of days in our Friday episode where we'll really get into uh, the numbers. Uh, Nick, as always, thanks very much. Thank you. And where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Nick, N-I-K, Nanos. Or if you're interested in stats, go to www.nanos.co. And I'm also on Twitter at Michael Stittle. You can also find more about all the election stories that we've discussed in this episode at ctvnews.ca. And you can also subscribe to my colleague Rachel Aiello's election newsletter, Election Dispatch. Uh, Thanks a lot.